0: Hi there, I'm Michelle Bunch and this is Enthusiasm Diaries. Enthusiasm is contagious and in this podcast we get to share in the enthusiasm of others and perhaps spark some of our own curiosity along the way. Thanks so much for listening. Chanel Nielsen helps moms with an online business who want to organize their day and find balance between family and personal goals. As a mom of five kids, Chanel knows that motherhood has its challenges. That's why she's passionate about helping moms simplify motherhood. She is the former host and creator of the popular Moms Who Know podcast and the author of Parents Who Know, which has been translated into Chinese. Hi, Chanel. Thanks so much for doing this. Yes, I'm so excited to be here with you. Thank you. I wonder just to start, could you share a little bit about your background and how parenting was something that you began to focus on with your book and your podcast?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I actually kind of fell into parenting. I feel like for all of us, um, you know, parenting is just this, I always think of that moment and it's happened with all five of my kids when you're in the hospital and you've known for nine months that you're going to have a baby and then they hand you this baby and you're like, wait, what? You're like, I can take this baby home with me. You're trusting me. With this yeah. Baby? yeah. <laughs> and, um, so it's not like I just felt like, oh yes, I am a parenting expert. I know what I'm doing. Right. But I, I, had started working just part-time for this company when all my my four older kids were in school. And, and just
0: numbers- to, oh, and this, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. You were gonna, just going to say this was number five. So you have five kids.
1: <laughs> yes, I have a total of five. So there's a gap between number four and number five. So um, we had a seven-year gap. So I had a while when they were all in school. Number five was not even, you know, conceived yet. So, right. I was working and um for this company and they were a company out of China and they thought it was the most amazing thing that I had four kids just automatically like what you have four kids you must be the best mom ever because you have four kids right. which is not necessarily how it works but because of that um and because of the work that I was doing for them they asked me to do a parenting podcast oh. and so I did a parenting podcast that was going really well, had a, you know, a good following in China. And from that, they asked me to write a book on parenting. And so that is how my book came to be is I was actually asked to write it, which was the most amazing thing ever, because, you know, that's like a life goal to be able to write a book and here. I'm being asked to write a book. And it was published by the largest, um, one of the largest, Publishers in China.
0: Wow. So well, and can I, I? I'm just so curious, yeah. Chanel. What I mean, were you were you right away like, yes, I'm all in. Were you thinking, what would I say? What should I? I mean, I don't, I'm trying to think of everything that would be going through my mind.
1: I was definitely up for it. I was like, yes. And then I think after that is when kind of the oh man, what am I going to write about? All those questions kind of came into play after that. But first reaction was definite, yes, excited to do this. And then writing the book, like, okay, what, what will be really helpful? And with the added challenge of knowing that this book is going to a Chinese audience and will be translated into Chinese. So I really focused my book on principles. I wanted it to be something that could translate and not just be for you know, we're very in our culture, right? Like we were surrounded by it. And so I wanted something, you know, the, the chapters of my book, my book are called like work, love, service, um, those kind of things that I felt like could be applicable no matter where you live, no matter how many yeah. kids you have or how you're raising your family.
0: Wow. Did you reference other parenting books? Did you seek out experts or was it all from up here, from your your own. <laughs> I mean, of course, it's your own ideas. But I'm trying to think how I would prep for something like that.
1: Yeah. So it, I did both. Um, I definitely use some of my, you know, concepts that I've. Basically, like here's what I learned from, say, Kim John Payne, who wrote Simplicity Parenting. That's probably my favorite parenting book. Um, here's what I've learned, and here's how we've applied what I've learned in our family. So, you know, use some quotes, use some research, and mm-hmm. then talk about what does this actually look like in our family setting. And so it's a it's a combination of like here's what works, you know, from experts, and here's how it's playing out in our actual family.
0: Wow. I love it. Because then that's your part. That's what you bring to the table.
1: Yes. That's
0: awesome. And I'm imagining you're doing a podcast in China. Was that like the beginning of podcasts? I mean... Yeah. Was it the so infancy when, of
1: podcasts? When I was asked to do that podcast, I was like, what's a podcast? I had no idea what that even meant. And so I looked into, my first step was researching, well, what is a podcast? And then when I found that out, I thought, okay, that could be fun. And so um, I, I went for that. Now the transition from podcasting in China to podcasting my own podcast, which was called Moms Who Know... Um, that was a hard one for me because I felt like in China, I can say any kind of, I can be a dork and no one knows me and it's okay. And you can say any silly thing and it's all right. Where I felt like, okay, when I podcast here and it's my own brand and it's my own podcast there's a level of vulnerability mm-hmm. there. And it took me a little while. It was really scary for me, honestly, to get mm-hmm. over that and to let myself be seen and known and, um, you know, know that my my in-laws and whoever else are going to listen to this mm-hmm. and decide what level of openness um, I was willing to have with whoever stumbled across it. And that was a real, um, you know, learning experience for me and a, a real period of growth too, I would say.
0: Yeah. And right now you're not actively doing the podcast, but it's still available. Um, if people wanted yeah, to check it out. It's
1: available only on YouTube. At oh, point. on YouTube. I left okay. it on YouTube. So yeah.
0: You Is, find it there. How would you describe sort of what that evolved into over time? And I mean, it's moms who know what, what did you, what were the main topics? I mean, obviously about moms, but how did it, did it start one way and evolve over time or?
1: Definitely. So I just started out, um, knowing that my heart was with the moms, like, okay, I'm a mom. I'm also, I had written this book. So I thought, well, I'm definitely going down that route. Like that's who I'm talking to. But as I continued on for a while, really, I started focusing in on self care for moms, on um, and uh, as it evolved, I my tagline was "Moms who know take care of themselves so they can take better care of everyone else." And that's what I really, um, my main message, I guess, is like the idea that it's okay to take care of yourself. It's important, and it's really necessary to be the kind of mom you want to be.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. Did were you in a place yourself that you were doing that? I mean, did you have you always had that wisdom that you? It's like that you need to fill your cup up first, kind of thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have definitely not always had that, and I <laughs> learned the hard way. But by the time this um, podcast was a part of my life, that I had learned that lesson, and I felt like it made all the difference for me. So. Um, when my kids, my first four were little, I was really in the thick of it. Just, um, the, the things that we always hear, the overwhelm and the mm-hmm. exhaustion and the burnout. And I was feeling all those things regularly. Yeah. And, um, it wasn't until I learned, you know, regular self care, and we'll, we can talk about what that actually means. But it wasn't until I made that switch that I was even capable of, okay, my kids are in school for a few hours. Now I want to go and work. Um, my, You know, I have this space in my day and it's not just like I can't take on one more thing. It became... Um, like I became someone who had a greater capacity mm-hmm. to do things and to accomplish things in my life. And it's been cool to see, you know, some of the the accomplishments that I've had have really only started since I figured out how to take care of myself. And wow. that's that's actually I haven't really put that together until this moment, but that's a really mm-hmm. cool thing to um to think of, and it makes sense, right? Because until you, find that balance between your personal goals and your family. You love your family so much, that is always going to take precedence. And your personal goals just get put to the bottom of the list and we never complete the list. And so that means nothing for us ever gets done.
0: Right. Yeah. And it's like you get the leftovers all the time when you do it that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. So what? How did you begin that for yourself? Like, were there? It sounds like, you know, over time you were seeing the importance of it. Like, what did you start doing?
1: Yeah. So when um, my four were little, I was really in kind of a, a rough place. Um, I remember like that dinner hour every day would have me, you know, just so frustrated, just Mm -hmm. stressed out. And so my husband would come home to a stressed out wife trying to make dinner and just, you know, grumpy and tired and stressed. And I remember one of the kids would cry and then that would start the other kid crying. And then I would cry and Mm -hmm. I just felt this constant like frustration. Oh, and bedtime. Don't even get me started bedtime. That's a a really tough
0: hour or two, right?
1: Yes. And it just felt like for the love of Pete, just go to bed. Like I don't (laughs) want to see you anymore. I am done. I'm I'm tapped out. Yeah. Yeah. And so and this was my day, day after day. And so it wasn't until um, I started noticing some physical symptoms. I had, my belly was like really swollen and I'm like, what this looks like? Yeah. What is this? So I went to the doctor and he ran me through some tests and he said, you are stressed out. Like this is your body giving you a physical sign that your cortisol is too high and you're stressed and you've got to find a way to de-stress. And so I thought, oh, well, that's kind of easier said than done because I right. still have these four kids and nothing is going to change. And that's when I decided to start a morning routine, um, getting up before my kids and just having some time for me. And that that started with yoga. So I would just go in the office, in our house, shut the door. That's an important piece of it too, create <laughs> boundaries like even if my kids woke up, they learned over time and they were little, but they mm-hmm. learned if this door is shut and I had a sign I would put on my door, yoga in progress, stick it on with sticky tack <laughs> You guys are not welcome here basically right. is what it was Keep saying. Out. Yeah. yeah. And you know, previous to that, just on a side note, like I wouldn't even shut the door when I went to the bathroom, like right. there were no boundaries. Yeah. And that's this a was huge first, change. Yeah. This was the first boundary that I said, it's okay for me to do this. And so I would do yoga. And what I noticed is even from doing, you know, 15, 20 minutes of yoga in the morning, in the afternoon, when it was, I'm trying to get dinner, I was calmer.
0: Mm -hmm. And when I'm
1: putting the kids to bed, it was a little bit better. And I thought, wow, if that one little change in the morning is having this ripple effect throughout my day, what else is possible? And so it it has expanded over the
0: years. Wow. And what's so cool about that is I think it's not like you were doing it for two hours. Yeah. Was it surprising to you? that It
1: it was. It was. Like who'd have thought, right? I knew like, okay, this will help me de-stress a little and start my mornings in a better way. But I honestly couldn't have predicted like that. The whole day, you know, that it would stay with me or have that much of a lasting impact on everything I was doing.
0: Yeah. Hours and hours later. Was there a reason why yoga was the thing for you that you said, if I'm going to do a morning routine, I'm going to start with yoga? Yeah. So I had been a
1: yoga instructor um, for a while at that point. Okay. And um, so yoga was kind of my thing that I wanted to do anyway and wasn't really making time for. And so there was that. But also because I knew that one of my main issues was stress, I'm like, well, that's the perfect way to de-stress. Mm-hmm. And the the style of yoga I was doing was a yin style yoga. So yin is like you hold each pose for one to right. three to five minutes. It's a very, it's very focused on the breath, more than yeah. like a half a yoga where you're focusing on the pose a little bit more, which is still focused on the breath, but you're, it's a little more movement. This was a little bit less. And so, um, that's an interesting question though, because I think I didn't quite know at the time. I just knew like, Oh, I liked yoga, but in hindsight, I can tell you what I really needed was I needed quiet and I needed peace. And I needed Mm -hmm. time away from my kids while I was awake because, besides right. that, it was like only during my sleeping hours and that little time in the evening with my husband, that was like my only kid-free time. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Did you, I'm trying to picture you in your office. Did you like dim the lights? Did you like set a mood for yourself?
1: Yeah, I would definitely. I had um, a rock, wait, a salt lamp. I couldn't think of a name for a second. <laughs> a salt lamp that I would put in. It had this it has that glow, you know what I'm yeah. talking about? They're like oh, yeah. orange and beautiful. And then I use YouTube videos and I still, my morning routine now includes a lot of other things, but I still have that part. And I do YouTube videos um, for my yoga every morning and have that queued wow. up and ready to go. But it did start small. And I think that's something that is key too, because in the you know, the years after that, I've learned a lot more about habits. And one mm-hmm. of the things that makes your habit stick is that you feel like it's doable. And that just always felt doable to me. I can go, yeah. even if I, you know, even if I, it's only 10 minutes, I can make that happen. I can right. ask my husband for help for 10 minutes if I overslept or whatever I need to do to make this happen. And it was small enough and it was like a bite-sized piece that I could yeah. get that done.
0: Yeah, it wasn't so big that you're like, well, there's no way this is happening exactly. today. You can't make exactly. an excuse about 10 or 20 minutes very easily at least. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'd love to hear what it what did the um routine evolve to. Like you said it got built and built. I want to hear it yeah. all.
1: Okay. So, now I wake up in the morning and then I um I do, you know, normal human things, brush my teeth, right. go to the bathroom, and then yeah. I go downstairs and I have, this is like in our formal living room. The reason why I'm mentioning like the rooms, I used to do it in the office. We've moved. So it, it takes place in different areas in this house. But anyway, um, is because that's part of cementing in the habit is the mm. environment you create. So in our living room, I've got everything that I need to do my morning routine. It's all right there. So I'm not searching for a pen or my, you know, whatever materials I need, they're all ready to go. Yeah. It also becomes, um, For me, it becomes a sacred place, like a a holy place like this, Mm -hmm. because of what takes place there in in my mind um, and spiritually every morning, it becomes this really special place to me. So I pray Mm -hmm. and I I do something I call prayer journaling. So I, I say this long prayer and I have all these specific things that I ask, um, and as I'm asking them, I write down any impressions that I get. So mm. I pray and I write and I pray and I write. And some days I get more than others. This morning, I, I had a short morning routine and it was not as, you know, not as flowy, not as much was coming to me, but I still do the process. And that's something right. that I feel like is so important. Um, and I'll touch more on that later, but let me get through my morning routine. So I prayer journal. And then, when I'm done with my prayer, I continue to journal. So, anything that came to me in the night, um, I write down. So, I can't remember who said it, but there's a quote that says, Never go to sleep without a request to your subconscious. Oh.
0: And the idea is
1: ask yourself something. You know, what do, if you have a child that's struggling or something with business or whatever's going on, what answer do you want to know, and how yeah. can you tap into that? And so I ask myself whatever question that is, and I go to sleep. And in the morning, I write down any thoughts that came to me about that. Wow. I also do gratitude journaling, um, and I write down my goals. So those things are always a part of it,
0: and. Um, Can I just ask, I love this so much. Can I ask one question about the, what you asked before bed is, do you try really hard to make that the last thing you think about before you really fall asleep? Yes.
1: So I journal, I have also a nighttime journaling routine and I journal. Um, And I, so I'll put it there, but then also just like, as I'm drifting off to sleep, that is what I'm kind of thinking about. Okay, cool. Yeah. Before uh, on a total tangent, but before I was married, Um, like all through high school, I used to go to sleep dreaming of my future husband. And now, now since he's there, um, next to me, I go to sleep dreaming of what answers are going to come, but that's, that's my routine. I love (laughs) that.
0: Do you, is it special to you then you said you have in the living room, all the things like, is it a special pen? Is it always, I mean, I think that that's part of the ritual too. I'm imagining. Totally. Yes. I have a special journal. I have a special pen. Then,
1: um, I have a special, even like the chair that I sit in, it's always this one certain chair next to the shelf so I can just grab my stuff. Mm. When I'm done with journaling, I uh, read scriptures and continue to write any impressions that come to me there. And then I head upstairs to the loft and I bring the laptop and I do my YouTube yoga. Yeah, And after that, I do a meditation. And then it's time to get on with my day. And so something that people often, you know, there's a concern, and I, I like to just put this out there because I think when people hear that, that sounds like a lot, right? That sounds kind of that's a big morning routine, and honestly, it takes me from like an hour to an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, it's expandable and collapsible. Like it can be, it can be an hour and a half. But this morning, um, I was out kind of late last night with some friends, and this morning I opted to sleep in a little bit later. So I only had 20 minutes for my morning Mm -hmm. routine. And yeah, I still did my morning routine. I said my prayer. I journaled. I read scriptures. But I I just did it condensed, right? I just read a little bit. I just wrote for a little bit. My yoga was um, like three poses this morning and a short meditation. But I still did it all. And that's actually really key um, on so many levels for both sticking to stuff and also for feeling good. Because right. you mentioned earlier, like a lot of times we think, oh, I have to do an hour of yoga. Or we we put these limitations like, oh, it only counts if right. I if I do
0: this. You don't and, get the check off your list, right? Yes. Unless,
1: yeah. And then also we can say like, oh my gosh, I only have 20 minutes this morning. So I guess I'm not gonna do yoga. You know, I right. guess I won't do that. And then we feel like we failed. I've set myself up to succeed by saying, if I only have 20 minutes, I'm still going to do yoga. And if I only do a couple poses, that's okay. That still counts. Like I yeah. still won the morning and that's enough and that's okay. Still and still get the gold star. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that's yeah. so important because first of all, that sets us up to do it again the next day because we're like, all right, I'm, I'm doing good at life. Like I want to yeah. do this again. You're on a and roll. Also, yeah, Yeah. Also as moms, things come up. Like we, even with our mornings that should, you know, the kids should be in bed, nothing should be happening, but we're the mom. And so Mm -hmm. things do come up and giving ourselves that grace if it can't look perfect, but to do what we can do is like a game changer.
0: Yeah. I love that. I, and I, when we've chatted briefly, I love, like I'm a morning person and, um, and I've have found, I'll just share kind of what I, do or don't do sometimes, I think sometimes, and it depends what's going on that day. And I feel like if I, if, if I was in your head right now, you'd be like, well, maybe that's part of it. You got to nail it down a little bit, but sometimes I struggle between, okay, I have, I have 20 or 30 minutes is it more meaningful for me to do some form of physical exercise or meditation, or, um, I kind of lump some spiritual practices in with my meditation, some gratitude, some prayer. Um, do you find, cause and maybe this lends itself to sort of what you're doing now, but in your, when, what you know about morning routines, um, for yourself, as you've really nailed this down, do you find there's one particular type of thing that, that does show most benefit and carry you through the day? Like if I was going to pick one thing yeah. <laughs> or is that an unfair question?
1: No, I have an answer for me and then I have a general answer. So for me, if I could only pick one of those things at this point, I would actually pick journaling Okay. and journaling. I've always enjoyed writing, but journaling has kind of been an acquired taste. Um, you know, I used to just sit there and like, okay, what am I supposed to write? You know, and now I have these things that have made such a difference and I'll share one. Um, I mentioned that I do gratitude journaling, but my favorite part of gratitude journaling that makes a huge difference is I do what I'm thankful for in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, so I write, I'm thankful in the future for, you know, success that I plan to have in my business or things that I want to see happen in my family or whatever, whatever I am hoping. So you can kind of call that manifesting or whatever, but the, that adding of gratitude to it Mm -hmm. is such a powerful feeling. I love that. And then I also feel like, you know, journaling my goals and just, it helps me stay focused on what I want to do. So for me, that is my answer. But um, I feel like everyone is going to have, you know, a different answer. Like when I first started my morning routine, my answer was yoga, right? And right. and my answer was time alone. Um, but here's the coolest thing to me about self-care. I mentioned earlier, oh, we can talk about what self-care means because, and I think that's important to touch on because um, a lot of times there's this idea, this concept that self-care is like um manicures and massages and trips away and things like that and while it is really my definition of self-care is pausing and mm. giving yourself space to ask what do i need and so okay. that can so when you do that your self-care is a practice of saying okay what do i need in my morning routine What is going to make the most difference for me? And you may find that it, you know, contains many things like mine does, or you may find actually, you know, for, for someone who doesn't like getting up early in the morning, actually, I need more sleep. I still need a morning routine, but it's going to be shorter. And I'm going to have just this one powerful thing that means something to me. And so self-care is the process of discovering that and finding that
0: out. I was going to say it's like an exploration, and yes. you can decide for yourself. Wow! Do you just going back to what you were saying about the the being grateful for things in the future and the manifestation? Do you have you had the experience of looking back on journal entries and seeing then those things that have already? Uh, that's powerful. Yeah, I have, and it's so cool. And that process is
1: just like I feel like. It gives, you know, I believe in God If for any, you know, of your listeners who don't, they translate this as you wish. But to me, I feel like it shows God that you are ready for those things. Mm. Like I am ready for you to give this to me because I already feel grateful for it. I haven't even received it yet and I'm already grateful for it. And yeah, I have seen those things, you know, come to pass and it's very cool. It's, it's an exciting thing to do. And like, even when they don't come exactly like you planned it, you already get the feeling like you already get the joy of having that thing. And that's cool too. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's that kind of give me that tingle feeling, the goosebumps. (laughs) That's awesome. So, so tell us a little more about what you're doing now and we've kind of alluded to it, but um, in your business with with, it sounds like it's very specific to morning routines and some coaching, I think. That's right. Yeah.
1: So I am a coach. Um, I am a general certified life coach, but specifically, I love to help moms organize their day so they can find balance between their personal goals and their family life. And it does include morning routine. It does include, um, you know, figuring out how to work your day so that you just love the things that you're putting into it and you say no to the things that you're not.
0: hmm that's great. Do you, and so is its is it one-on-one coaching that you do with people? I do both.
1: So I have one-on-one coaching and then I do group coaching. So one-on-one coaching lends itself to being really personalized. And yeah. while there can be, you know, lessons and teaching and that kind of thing, um, it's really dependent on the person being coached. Like, what do you want to be coached on today? Right. What, what do you want to work through? And coaching is really a process of... Um, you know, drawing out answers that are already inside of someone, and right. it's kind of this process of of discovering together, of exploration, and being there as like this this person to help draw out what's already there. In group coaching, while it has that element, um,
0: yeah.
1: there's also more curriculum based, and so with my group coaching, what we do is we're really like, okay, you want to organize your day so that you can. Find this peace and find this balance and feel mm-hmm. good at the end of your day and not feel like you are you know either doing really well in one aspect of your life but failing in another. So that balance right. of feeling good and so that goes through a curriculum where we cover things like um, like what we've talked about today with morning routine, um, figuring out a flexible schedule that works mm-hmm. for moms, um, co creation with God is a piece of it, and all mm-hmm. these elements combined together to help you really get organized and, um, you know, feel like that feeling that you're looking for. So yeah, Yeah. I have loved coaching. I've done other forms of coaching, business coaching and things like that. But the thing that I love is just like working with people and seeing the change in them. And it's Mm -hmm. like, to be a part of that is so amazing.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, how, what would you say if I said, you know, what are you like fill in the blank? What are you enthusiastic about? Cause I know we've touched on a lot of that, but if it all boiled down, what would you say?
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. So many things. I love this concept even I'm enthusiastic about enthusiasm. <laughs> um, no, I am enthusiastic about moms being their best selves. That yeah. is the thing that gets me fired up because these kids need us to show up for them, not in the way that we might think, not in the Pinterest, Instagram, that kind of way. Mm -hmm. We might be in sweats and have a messy bun all day and (laughs) don't even know where our bra is. I mean, it can look like that and you can still be crushing it in motherhood, Mm -hmm. but they need moms that feel good in their roles and that are making progress. And so that's what I'm enthusiastic about is giving that power to moms.
0: Yeah. And it changing how they can show up for themselves and their family. Yeah. That is awesome. That is so cool. Well, how can people find you or and I guess, just, is there any other last thoughts that you want to share on this topic of what you're enthusiastic about and just what you're doing now?
1: Yeah, I guess I would just add, um, if you're not, feeling enthusiastic about motherhood, if you're a mom who's listening and you you don't feel that, that there's hope. There right. is hope. Like little changes in what you do as a mom will make a difference. And, you know, my oldest is a senior in high school right now. So I have two teenagers, uh, three teenagers. And um, <laughs> Lose track. two of, yeah, I know, right? How many kids do I have? I yeah. have uh, two in high school and two in middle school and a four-year-old. So we kind of are... All across the board, and there are hard days for sure, but there's hope. And when you take care of yourself, you see that hope more clearly, and you don't get Mm. caught up in the weeds. So that's, I that's the thing that always excites me is like knowing that. And then as far as where to find me, um, I am on Instagram. If you search my search my name Chanel Nielsen, or I am at Moms Who Know Podcast on Instagram or Moms Who Know on Facebook.
0: Well, thank you so much. I I mean I'm I love this topic and it truly is helpful for me too. And I I think I've I look back at um, I mean I have two kids, so I don't have five, but it's still hard mm-hmm. with just two um it's hard with one and it's even I mean I know we're talking a lot about moms but it's just it's hard with other life things too and so I as I'm it's been fun for me to think back about times when I feel like I've been my best self and what I was doing and this conversation has been helpful to reflect on that and what I want to build on so I want to personally thank you for that and and all you've shared today so thanks Chanel
1: thank you so much I'm so glad to be here
0: Thanks so much for listening. Please leave a review and share with a friend. And if you're enthusiastic about something and want to share it, please contact me at michelle@enthusiasmdiaries.com.